0: What do you teach? Most of us would likely answer this question with a subject or a grade level, but not Garth Nichols. His answer, I teach kids. I'm your host, Celeste Kirsch, and we are Teaching Tomorrow. Garth Nichols is the Vice Principal of Student Engagement and Experiential Development at Havergal College in Toronto, Ontario. While he is initiating exciting opportunities to redefine learning by day with the students at a school, in his quote-unquote off time, Garth started from the ground up the innovative year-long professional development experience that is Cohort 21. If you heard Justin Medved from episode two, you likely have a solid primer of what Cohort 21 is all about. I was lucky enough to join this year-long professional development experience and its first iteration back in 2012. While this personalized learning model has grown over the years, it can best be described as four face-to-face sessions that help educators design their own action research projects. This helps them address an emergent dilemma that they face in their practice. Now, Garth will get into more about what the program looks like, but if you're curious, definitely check out the show notes for the link to the cohort 21 main page. Garth's humor, zest for learning and vision for education are what makes him a truly exceptional leader and a wonderful guest to talk with. So here's what we talked about around his dining room table. Okay. I want to start with, the cohort story because we've talked to Justin already uh by the time this goes to air people will have heard Justin's side of the story this is like the newlyweds game where I'm asking his story then your story um but how does cohort 21 come to be because this is a this is a pretty big thing that you've created now
1: Mm-hmm. and it's an it's uh, it's evolved from what our initial vision was which is really great uh, I think it came out of a need um, and it came out of uh, a want and did you know Celeste (laughs) the definition of want is actually the old definition of want is lacking something and Mm -hmm. I felt that there was a real lack of um, the ability to take professional development in my learning and my teaching a little bit further and we were finding that the um, the moments between really good conferences or the moments between sessions in those conferences were when really catalytic uh, moments happen of thinking and sharing and do you agree with that if so why if you disagree is so why and um, we wanted to ca- try and capture those moments and then the inevitable thing about conferences is, is that once they end you are very excited and then life gets in the way
0: yeah
1: and so we we felt really strongly that um, a year-long professional development would be something of of use mm-hmm. and we Worked in partnership with Jan Campbell, who was the executive director of CIS Ontario at the time, who was uh, who I worked with when I was at Greenwood College School, and she was vice principal there, um, who was totally open to this, and I think that um, that moment was a was a real critical moment in finding um, the in terms of the time that we were on the cusp of things needing to change, and and now, you know, we see our model of Core Twenty One all over the place, Mm -hmm. replicated within schools, outside of schools. I'm not saying it's our model, but the same characteristics apply, right? Community extended beyond face-to-face engagements, uh, use of online communities to deepen and extend um, conversations, learning, risk-taking, all those Mm -hmm. things. So yeah, Justin and I, um, you know, as as he said in his story, like we kind of put it on the back of a napkin and and it kind of went from there.
0: It's a good origin story. I feel like either it's the back of a napkin or in a garage somewhere. Yeah. Those are where yeah, origins yeah. of really cool things start.
1: Yeah, and I think um, part of the magic of why it's been able to exist for so long and, and evolve over so long is that we have people like you, Celeste,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <Dumb>. <laughs> who we we have been really, really fortunate, and the people who have come into cohort twenty one are people who understand and grow into that culture, and there are, there are people who can extend that culture into next year, and so, we, so it's the, the culture that moves forward and allows this to be a success.
0: I, I think like what it actually does is it brings your tribe together, so whether it's through Ontario Independent Schools, which is what Cohort 21 is mm-hmm. designed for, or whatever kind of niche you're in, like if you're in the States or if you're in Alberta, Finding your tribe, finding your fellow mm-hmm. teaching geeks is a really powerful experience. Like, like oh, this isn't yeah. just, like, there's not just me and this other guy in this school who actually really are passionate about becoming better teachers. Like, mm-hmm. There's 35, 45, 50 people in a room with you who are all on that same journey.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Seth Godin has a really interesting concept around tribes, and he, and he starts with tribes began as, like, a geographic thing, right? You're in a, this group of people because this is where you grow up. Um, but because of technology, because of the global village, you know, you can have, you can find your people in a, in a whole host of different ways. And it's very, very significant that our, that Core 21, has broken up the geographic concepts of teaching. Mm-hmm. So we're not grade-based, we're not discipline-based, we're educators. Mm-hmm. We're not teachers, we're educators, and we're looking at educational landscape, trends, Mm -hmm. uh, concepts, tools, skills, mindsets, all of those things, and it's attracting the people who are curious and interested and and ready to launch in those, to take on those new skills and mindsets.
0: And actually the best conversations that I've had are when it's a French teacher giving a math teacher feedback or ideas on something, and mm-hmm. the French teacher has this completely different possibility because they're not looking at it from a math angle, yeah, and exactly. so that's how that cross-pollinization just makes things so, it's fertile.
1: It's yeah, just, and and also, I think some of your best conversations, best conversations I've witnessed too, and this, you know, speaks to this, this, the sense of community or, or tribe Is that you have that space where you can challenge people, and I've heard you do this, and it's (laughs) exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing when you when you get told, I can go further. Mm -hmm. Uh, And cohort 21 ends, you know, usually in April or May, right? With our final face-to-face, we always call that the end of the beginning, Mm -hmm. and we are starting to use that language more and more deliberately because it, that's true growth assessment. Right, mm-hmm. so we've set you know everyone gets set up with a foundation, a platform, a, a you know like a step up, and this is their direction, and that's so empowering, I think.
0: But okay, I'm gonna go back to you a little bit because I don't think that many people realize how much chutzpah you have. Like I hutzpah, Yiddish for you've got some got some good energy there, because it takes something to say. Okay, so let me back up a bit. Many people will say, I don't really like the way professional development works. This is, this is not working for me, and I think it's not working for many other people. Mm-hmm. But you and Justin actually made something happen. Like You actually took action towards mm-hmm. that. How do you get to be that person who says, I'm just going to reinvent the way that professional development looks in Ontario independent schools? How does that happen?
1: Well, that's certainly not how we set out to do it. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, I think that I surround myself with really good people who support and who I support, mm-hmm. who challenge and who I challenge. Um, and I think that, so th- so there's that element to it. I have, um, you know, like I want to really... Like, be an educator. <laughs> like but I, I feel
0: like you also have an entrepreneurial spirit about yeah. you. Like, you're not just satisfied being a teacher. Like, I, it's not like being a teacher isn't enough for you. It's just more that, like, you see bigger things. Like, you're a yeah. b- bit of a visionary in that way.
1: Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, and I use the I use the term educator. Because teacher, for me, is something that's more 20, 20th century. Yeah. It's more transactional. Educator... Um, you know what do you teach well I teach kids Mm -hmm. first and foremost right and students are changing always changing curriculums always changing our understanding of how the brain works is always changing and so I needed I I just feel like we need to honor that Um, and so in terms of like the entrepreneurial side of things um, you know my father is a huge influence and my my mother my mother was started as a teacher and then uh, my dad branched out on his to start his own business and my mom moved it moved over to help him and so she left teaching um but my dad always asks these really challenging questions to me about Mm -hmm. is this enough um and that's how I was sort of brought up a little bit but also uh you know I'm an educator and and uh, you know I, I love thinking about how we How we translate knowledge, how we pass that on, Mm -hmm. and how knowledge is then once passed on, how it's used, Mm -hmm. right, and what it's going to be used for, and I, I, you know, I think about that with my students, with my colleagues, with my peers, uh, with my family, you know, all of those things. So in terms of like the chutzpah, (laughs) it's for me, it's it's the conversations that we have with with people like you. Uh, Certainly, it started with Justin and a couple of my colleagues at Greenwood College School. Um, but it was, these conversations were like a little pilot light that were always just sort of fed a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more, um, gaining confidence, creativity, and then boom.
0: What you do so well, though, that I think you know, people might not know is that you actually empower other people to also have an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, And what many people don't know is that I almost quit Cohort 21. So back in March, I called you and Justin and I said, I think I'm done. I have a lot of things going on. I'm not able to perform at the level that I would like to or that I did before I had a child. So I think I'm out. And you and Justin were just like so...
1: Adamantly, no. (laughs)
0: Well, what you said was, redesign it. So I hear what you're saying, Celeste tell us what you want to do just come up with an entirely redesigned role and i feel like what you were essentially doing is empowering my leadership you were saying okay so tell us what you want like you can do whatever you want if your role is that you get to sit and tell jokes at all of our meetings that's what you can do and we'll take it like i feel like i could have just said anything and you would have been like yeah but it And so this is where the podcast comes from. So Mm -hmm. this is, like, how this conversation is happening because I actually went back and I'm like, well, what do I want to do? Like, professionally, what goals do I have? How do I, you know, use this kind of, like, gift that they're giving me of this venue, these people, these tools to just do whatever I want? And, like, you and Justin empower other leaders so like Mm -hmm. is that intentional do you know that you're doing that or is that just the way that you are that's
1: a great question whether or not it's intentional um it's something that we it's certainly something we've grown into because that like what you just described is like learning right this isn't working for me Mm -hmm. so I'm going to quit no you're not yeah right (laughs) what's another way what's a different way that we can keep that level of engagement and I think what's what's really important in that is that you know education is all about trust we trust you that you're not gonna come back with like a list of knock-knock jokes and be like, <laughs> all right first really face-to-face I need jokes. 30 minutes on stage um, <laughs> but it's, there's a there's a level of trust there mm-hmm. right and there's a level of understanding and I think um, we have a really good grounding in the, the why of cohort 21 and so it's not like we were like Celeste go away and do a podcast It was more like, Celeste, come back to us. And then Justin, I can't wait to hear what she has to, (laughs) what what she comes back to us with. And that's like, that's a really good, we just open up spaces Mm -hmm. of trust for people to take risks, like really good risks. And for me, that's really good learning. It's good uh, leadership.
0: I want all Um, leaders to be hearing that though, because from somebody, so you're in an educational leadership position. I'm mm -hmm. in a classroom teaching role. And I, I just hope that all leaders can have that same kind of energy and people who are aspiring to become leaders, to just find people, trust them, just trust, trust, trust them mm-hmm. and then empower them to do amazing things.
1: Yeah. And, and, and to build, I mean, the, the, the key thing here, I think is building that trust, Yeah. right? Like I've known you for seven years now, mm-hmm. right? In the context of core 21, I've seen you in action. It's like, uh, and you've seen me, mm-hmm. right? And we've had challenging conversations. We've mm-hmm. had great conversations and, um, in a, in a school, you know, you can't just show up and say, hey, I want you to take a risk. Yeah. Right? Um, you have to understand the culture. You have to open up those, those spaces gently um, and deliberately in, and individually. Like, make mm-hmm. it personal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah so what's next for cohort 21 like we've now we're starting our seventh season Mm -hmm. adam kaplan made some joke about how tv shows end in their seventh season like i don't think that's true uh but what if you could wave a magic wand and you could set the future for cohort 21 what would you want to happen
1: oh i don't know that's why it's so exciting. I'm giving you the keys right now. I know. Now. <laughs> well, that, and that's why it's it's so exciting. Um, I think one of the biggest evolutions we've had over the last couple of years is the size of the co- of the number of participants. So we've grown it um, from like 12. And really? It
0: was 12 in the first one? I
1: think it was like 12 or 15. Amazing. It was small. We could sit
0: around a table. Yeah, I do we we remember Yeah, we could sit that.
1: around a table for sure. Um, and you know, over the course of time, we've expanded the capacity of our facilitator numbers. have expanded the capacity and skill set of our of our coaches. We have a new, you know, someone, Adam, who's going to be who sort of curates that coaching experience. Um, and again, all, all feeding into this culture, which is which is why I don't think a larger number we're going to be at around 51 or 52 this coming um, season. Which is why I don't think we'll lose that culture. It'll we'll feel different. But the why is still there, and the the how is still there. So I would love to see, um, you know, schools using schools using the a team approach. We've had that in the past, and that's really that's like so much energy in there. And, and the teams that have come have reported them. You know, one of the best parts is driving to and from because we get to yeah. know each other in a totally different way. So going forward. Um, I think you know for Justin and I to step further and further back and allow others to take up the mantle of leadership and facilitation Um, we started this seven years ago education has changed schools have changed Um, and if you think about it someone could have been in high school now and now is, is now a teacher what yeah seven years so oh, so what can man. they so what can they bring, right? What like what's changed in terms of the needs and and the skill sets and the mindsets of individuals? We want to keep that coming in.
0: That's and, such a you know, like mind yeah. shift to think about that. Like my mind is blown right now that somebody oh, okay. who 7 years ago is in high school. But of course that's true. Everyone just keeps getting older, not mm-hmm. just us. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> so I and I and I do hope that there's that people are feeling that particularly our coaches and facilitators feeling like they can take more ownership over this Mm -hmm. it's it's a beautiful thing that has grown so much larger than just Justin and Garth um, that we want to keep honoring that and and building that up
0: Tell me about the change accelerator because when we strategic initially strategic
1: change accelerator yeah you,
0: the, when we initially talked to you had literally just gotten back from mm-hmm. that experience and mm-hmm. like I could feel your buzzing from yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, tell people what it is and uh, who it's for. Like, tell us about that model.
1: Sure, um, it it came out of Project 2051 which was a research project around what's happening in terms of innovation in business and in academics in independent schools.
0: And why 2051? What does that number mean? Um,
1: because uh, 1984 was written in 1948. Uh-huh. And so we launched this in 2015. So we just had that little play on words. <laughs> I think there was a bunch of English teachers sitting around the table and we like, thought, this will be fun. <laughs> uh, but the research project, which was started by Anne-Marie Key, who is the executive director of um, the CAIS... Um, yeah, so we worked together, we created Project 2051, we did the research, Justin and I visited schools in the West Coast, and we ran this first, uh, the first sort of face-to-face piece. It was largely for heads of schools, um, business officers, and we even had um, board members there as well, really digging deep into... What is the strength and permanence landscape of independent schools mm. as tuition rises? I was just going to ask that. Like, yeah. Are you
0: talking about how the sustainability of our business ba- like, model? Yeah.
1: Value proposition for tuition, Yeah, right? Um, so that was the research piece. The strategic ch- change accelerator is the how. And we've done a lot of work over the last three years to drill down into protocols, concepts, models, and educationalize them. Mm-hmm. And one of the key articles that I read I I, sorry I forget the author but I can send it so you can put in the bottom Mm -hmm. of the podcast Um, it was about education education is more like a village Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and a corporation isn't so these two like to apply a model of corporate change to education is not going to ring true and if you think about education as a village you have there's some sort of maybe religious piece. There's hierarchy. There's um, there's drama. You know, <laughs> so there's like gossip. literally in figuratively, there's gossip. <laughs> people play roles. Um, people talk. There's community events. All these types of things, and all those are access points for change. Mm-hmm. And unlike large organizations, schools have places where teachers sit down and eat, either with kids or with colleagues, and those are beautiful moments of possibility. So we, uh, so Justin Medved and Grant Lichtman and I um, took these protocols and, and pieced them together in a really effective model and we invited schools from Canada and the United States to attend and they did and they said it was a team approach and they said here's our sort of problem um, project that's been green, that has a green light from the school.
0: Give me an example of something from a school, just to give some context.
1: Sure, one of the examples is changing the grade 9 experience across the entire school. What that looks like, Mm -hmm. sounds like, feels like on a day-to-day basis, and then how do we message that to our students? How do we know we're succeeding? You know, what are artifacts that we will accept that this is working? So that that would be an example. And they would send a team of six people who are going to deliver that program. And so we would walk them through these elements, protocols, challenge questions, and help them get to that. Mm-hmm. That's over three days. And then we meet with them over the course of the entire academic year.
0: Six, so this coming or, year? Yeah, this coming yeah. year. Six
1: or seven times we do it online. Sometimes it's just with that school only. And mm-hmm. then sometimes we bring in all five schools uh, who, com- who participated this year together to build that community, right? To share. Because oh we did a good job saying, you know, eh, it's really risky to share with other people other schools Mm -hmm. that we've got a problem or that we've, or we want to do something different.
0: Especially when they're actually competitive businesses mm -hmm. in and of themselves, sometimes like for the same market. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. But we, uh, we were able to build that community Mm -hmm. where they felt comfortable sharing and working with each other. So I was really proud of it. I was really happy with it and uh, I'm really excited about it.
0: Okay. But practically speaking, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to take a step back and when I interviewed Justin, there was a question that came in through Twitter that I'm going to ask you right now. How do you balance this? So, you're a full time educator. Mm -hmm. You are in a leadership position at Haverhill College. You are overseeing Cohort 21. Now, you're also this leader in the Strategic Change Accelerator. And you have a wife, and you have two sons, Mm -hmm. and you're very healthy, and you exercise. Like, how, like, where does the time come in to take on these other amazing? Really, I assume juicy projects, but yeah. th- what does your day look like? How do you do this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the day, days are very different. Um, how do I do it? Uh, I have a very supportive wife, very supportive family. Um, there are sacrifices mm-hmm. for sure, but this is something that, that just fills me up, right? It's the best professional development I do. It applies directly to my work. It helps my school. It helps the people I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me really happy so if I'm not um, in a school I'm usually like I'm usually thinking about education
0: Oh yeah I get that I made a podcast over my summer vacation yeah we're just teacher nerds yeah but practically speaking did you have to get like approval from Havergal to take on these extra I want to say extracurricular projects but did they have to say like yeah it's okay that you're using like I'm not I I assume you're not using school resources for this kind of stuff but you're using your time outside Mm -hmm. of school did you have to get any kind of like board approval for?
1: No, they were really supportive. They knew who I was when yeah. when um, I joined the community of Havergal, and they are a school who is looking for these types of mindsets change makers. Yeah, and they're, and they're looking to be you know, look, they Havergal's an excellent school, mm-hmm. and an excellent school is a school that's always learning. Yeah. So from to have someone like me who who has a global view, has a global network of educators. Then if we want to start something like integrating a digital portfolio in, in early years learning, then I then I can say, hey, here's here's a school that's doing it. Here are ten mm. schools that are doing it. Here are their challenges, here's where they've evolved to. And, that's and over- if you
0: don't know, you've got a lot of people that you can ask. Yeah. So like you've got a huge network.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, you mentioned the word balance, and um, balance is a really interesting concept when you're talking yeah. to to teachers because teaching's all in, mm-hmm. right? october to december it's go
0: it's go
1: parent teacher interviews october it's do, do, do. august and yeah I, already I mean sometimes it's august, sometimes it's august i'm already in go mode but what i'm yeah what i mean by go is like this is when this is when the the middle school play is happening mm-hmm. or this is when parent teacher interviews are coming up or sports are, are are ending in late november early november depending on the sport and how how far you go it's all in mm-hmm. and then okay two weeks at christmas and it's all in again. Okay, then you go Easter break. You know, family, mm-hmm. uh, the family va- weekend. Um, and so balance for me is a little different, mm-hmm. right? It, it helps that, I'm, that education really fuels me and feeds me. And so I can go all in and still feel really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Always knowing that when March break comes, we've got to care for that time. Yeah. You have to protect that time. And so when it comes to adding on projects like Core 21 or Project 2051 or the Strategic Change Accelerator, you have to be really careful how you care for your time while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really helpful that this is professional development, that this is aiding and making me a better educator and, mm-hmm. and have a goal of uh, you know, just more levers that we can pull and press. So that's, that's how we do it right just really taking care of the time when we're with our families or really taking care of making sure that March break is really nice and 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 it's not like oh March breaks here what do we want to do yeah so
0: I think that's an important distinction though that balance isn't um, every single day you're in balance between or in harmony between family personal work fitness Mm -hmm. blah 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 but it's like over the course of the year, can you find yeah some harmony?
1: Yeah, over the course of a month. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, if I don't get some sort of physical exercise every day, mm-hmm. like I know that about me, that that will affect my yeah. impact at yeah, yeah. my home. So there are, you know, over time you start to realize this is what I need. Mm-hmm. And so you have to really make time for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I think just coming back to like how you find that energy doing all those extra projects it just like clicked into me while you were talking a moment ago where you are not doing these alone like you're mm-hmm. also with cohort 21 especially I feel like you and Justin have done such an extraordinary job of empowering the leaders around you to say okay last Macbeth what do you want to take on and okay great like you can take this on over here and mm-hmm. okay great Adam you're gonna take this so I feel like over the last seven years you're probably still doing quite a lot, but mm-hmm. it's a different kind of mental bandwidth yeah. than when you're starting something from the ground up.
1: Yeah, and, and like working with that group of facilitators in Core 21 is really fun. It's mm-hmm. not work. No. Right? It's this really cool balance um, or energy of we're doing really great things yeah. here and we enjoy it and we enjoy each other right and that's rare mm-hmm. so when you get an opportunity to get together it's play it's play, it's play. yes well, well said yeah, yeah, it's play
0: it's play for people who like playing school yeah Yeah. did you play school as a kid did you do no. that oh man there's so many people that I've no. interviewed that I'm like when did you know you wanted to be a teacher And like when I was setting my stuffed animals up on my bed and teaching yeah,
1: them no. so when
0: did you know you wanted to be a teacher
1: really early on like
0: what was the insight what was the moment
1: Mrs. Somerville yeah.
0: Yeah. What grade.
1: Yeah. Grade four, I think. Uh huh. Grade four. Yeah. And what
0: was it? What made it click for you?
1: Um, just the, I don't know. Getting really nostalgic here. <laughs> I remember <laughs> you see her the so, twinkles yeah, in your eyes. Yeah, I remember <laughs> her really vividly. Um, just our the conversations that we had, um, the projects that she put me in front of. The questions she asked. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much an introvert. And there was a point in time in her class where I said, uh, and I don't know where I got the moxie to say this. Where did you get the moxie? You're Garth nickel. (laughs) I said, um, I don't want to, I want to learn. I said, I wanted to learn on my own. And so she set me up in the back with one of those carols, you know, Mm -hmm, those mm -hmm. three-sided desks with the walls, right? (laughs) And she would give me some reading. It was geography. I remember this distinct. It was, it was geography. She'd give me some reading, and then um, two classes later, she came back to my little Carol, which was my my universe, which I loved.
0: <laughs> You're exactly. And I really had sweet. hand
1: and I had hand drawn and colored like fifty flags oh my God. with little facts yeah. on each country, you know. And she just let me do that. Yeah. And then we did this other project and. I remember she handed it back to me and said, um, and it was a, one of those, like, what's your your life story, right? So all these little pictures, and they were glued onto the pieces of mm-hmm. paper and all this stuff. And mine was called The Ups and Downs of My Life. I
0: think I was You're 11 like or 12, or whatever it was, right? <laughs> and, uh, it's and, real, though. Struggle's and she struggle's
1: she And she said, this is excellent. Um, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but this is excellent, and I expect nothing less uh-huh. from here on in. Yeah. I was like, oh. And then... and in all my research that I do about education, it's like, the, one of the top five predictors of, of life success is a teacher or family member setting high expectations mm. for you. Mm-hmm. My parents, they love me, I love them, they always set high expectations. But here's this teacher who doesn't know me from anybody. She's like, excellent, and now this is your bar.
0: She saw yeah. you. Yeah. She saw you in that moment. Yep.
1: Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so I've known... For most of my life that I wanted to be in education
0: it's a calling I think like you can tell for some teachers and some educators that it's it's a calling mm-hmm. and I feel like that way for you
1: yeah I, I, I believe it for sure
0: yeah okay I've got one more question and then we're yeah. going to do our ticket out the door uh, for people who are listening who are doing cohort 21 for the very first time so mm-hmm. they're a new fresh person doing mm-hmm. this whole year-long experience what advice do you have For those people before they really get going
1: yeah my advice um, for them would be to take your time
0: Mm.
1: really have patience take your time be open to different problems than the one that you arrived with yes and definitely be open with different solutions and I think we all need to do that Mm. when we examine what we do and a really powerful moment in the Strategic Change Accelerator when one school came in saying this is our problem and, and we're here to, to figure out and design a new timetable. And we made them go back, and they wanted to. they could go back to that problem statement and really sit there and interrogate that problem, look at it from a bunch of different points of views. And they said, oh, it's not the timetable.
0: Mm.
1: No, nope, we were solving for, we had a solution that didn't address the problem yet. And so that's why I think it's really important to take your time, build, build relationships, get to know other people. That's the magic of, I, I keep using the word magic, <laughs> that's like the, that's the beautiful thing about Core 21 is you found your people, you're stepping into this space, don't go it alone, right? There's that proverb, if you want to go fast, go alone, if you want to go far, go together, and that's what we're doing, because we're, we're picking up education, and we're taking it a long way from where it's been. So let's go together yeah
0: that's perfect for all teachers I think like you don't have to have the end in mind just Mm -hmm. yet yeah yeah okay ticket out the door Mm -hmm. rapid-fire questions yes ready to go ready to go Uh, what is your favorite book to read to young people
1: what to do with an idea
0: Mm. best gift you ever received as an educator
1: Um, best gift I ever received as an educator like notes from kids. Yeah. Yeah, like handwritten notes. It's a good one. Yeah,
0: those are the best. Uh, what's your favorite place to cycle?
1: My favorite place to cycle probably Palo Alto. We oh. had a great ride out there, Justin and I.
0: If you weren't an educator, what would you be doing professionally?
1: Uh, trying to get an education.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and if they barred you, if they're like, no, Garth oh, um, Nichols allowed.
1: Uh, I don't know. I. For a while, I was uh, a drummer in a staff band Amazing. called the Staff Infection, <laughs> and, and I really, I really loved being a drummer. I love music too, yeah. so maybe like a like a music reporter or mm, something like that. But not an
0: actual drummer. Like this is oh, like I'm not you're good in enough. That. I'm not good enough. <laughs> okay, no. love it. Uh, what's the first thing you do when you come home at the end of the day?
1: Say hello to my family.
0: Who is your favorite EdU you celebrity?
1: Uh, at the moment, it's Grant Lickman. Mm. Working with him was, uh, was a great, great experience. And then a close second is anyone in Core 21.
0: Mm. Uh, and then finally, what is the future of learning?
1: It's exciting. It's dynamic. It's not yet written.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. I love it. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for this conversation. Oh,
1: thank you, Celeste. This was so this much is, fun. This is great.
0: A huge thank you to Garth for recording this episode, not once, but two times. The first time we rolled tape a few weeks before this one, I played it back when I got home and I realized that the sound quality was horrible. Garth's generosity and willingness to be patient with the learners around him, me, I think is what makes Garth a truly exceptional educator. After you finish this show, Keep your phone in your hand or open up your iTunes window and rate this podcast. It seems like a really insignificant action, but with podcasts, we don't have like buttons or a double tap heart feature. So giving this show a rating and leaving a quick review helps us know that we are reaching you, that you are moved by what you heard, and helps us grow as a podcast. So I thank you in advance. That's all the time we have for today, folks. Keep surrounding yourself with the good ones. And remember, we are teaching tomorrow.